0: Love.
1: Stand aside, nurse, I'm Dr. Homebrew.
0: Yeah,
2: everybody, welcome to the show. This is Dr. Homebrew. The month is May, the time is now. The month of May. We're here to talk homebrew and, uh, and, and be doctors. That's pretty much what we do. Um, so, you know, uh, if you feel a little pressure, just relax. Yeah. Everything will be fine. Just cough twice for me and, uh, well... We're, we're all <laughs> yeah. professionals here. And we'll let nature take its course. You know, and that's just kind of what happens. I was uh, making up inappropriate uh, lyrics to the theme song earlier, and I had myself laughing at my own joke. That was
3: wildly inappropriate. <laughs> which is, which... And wildly just you, man. <laughs>
2: it was wildly hilarious. Uh, why are you not on, Brian? Oh, can you, push the, lines, you push the button? you to push the button.
4: Which okay. that, oh, the mm-hmm. one that's. Push the... that button. Oh, yeah. yes. Hi. <laughs> I know how to push Brian's button. I am the least experienced of the doctor's homebrew. Can you tell? It's true. I can tell. I'm
2: still the new guy. You're trying to put your putter in your driver's slot or something. Yeah, know. no, don't
4: ever do that. That's going to get Never you some time in the hospital.
3: That's true. Did you know that it is, is currently May 29th, 2019? What, what? And our first show was released on May 16th, 2013. Oh. That, so, do some math. <laughs> I can't do it. Dude. Seems like something I'm too special. Tired. So that's six, uh, years six years and a years handful of, of days? Six
2: years of Dr. Homer. Look at us, huh? Hey, man. Cheers. Look at us. And what what are we doing f- to celebrate our six year anniversary, uh, judging?
3: Move We're going to bore our listeners with a, gonna move a whole other episode of just more of the same. Yes. That's what we do, man. The white. What do you want to move?
2: The,
0: move the white. This? Yes, move the this move that, the white uh, thing.
2: ambassadors of okay. Thank you. My thermos. It's all up in mm. my shot.
0: I couldn't remember the word.
2: <laughs> okay, thermos is very hard. It's a, it's a new word. It's a relatively new word. It just it just kind of came around a couple years ago. So all I need is I my gotcha. thermos. I got gotcha. you. It's hard.
4: Words so is hard. is talking about beer like dancing about architecture like you know that famous <laughs> uh, comparison people make or is do people really enjoy listening to us talk about beer? We're sitting here drinking and having a good time with. That's a good question, Brian. And put it out to the chat room. Let's see.
2: <laughs> Let's see what the the chat says. I guess the, I should, chat should chat log into verdict. the chat or something.
0: You should, because I'm not.
2: Uh, I don't know, man. I don't. I mean, usually we have like one or two people in here because we don't really give anybody a heads up at all <laughs> on, hey, guess what? on when the show is. So uh, right now, I just know.
4: posted on Facebook to my friends like 45 minutes ago that I'm going
2: live at about eight. So mm-hmm. hey, we might have a listener, maybe. Well, look. There's two people in the chat currently, but uh, you know, whatever, man. This is podcasts now. You know what I yeah. mean? We're not. We're not. We're no longer the uh, the bastion of live internet radio. We're just. We're just a podcast, like everybody else. We're in a pod. Um, you know, that's how it works. Uh, today on the show, Brian, what do we have? We have a an American um, pale ale. We have an American pale ale, and we'll we have,
3: have a uh, a pills clone.
2: Yeah. Now is that a, uh, like a German pills? Or it is, what's, the, um, what's the style guidelines for that? I
3: would call it like an Americanized Czech pills, or well, maybe a little. Yeah, it's got elements mm-hmm. of German and Czech, I think, in it. It's yeah, got the it's, German hop kind of as the that. Um, yeah, the um, what's that one called? The oh. Sapphire. the Sapphire, Yeah. yeah oh, okay.
4: Yeah, it's yeah, so Matt Brittleson kind of amping up the German style in a distinctly California way.
2: Nice, I love it. I am uh, drinking a twenty First Amendment Hella High Watermelon
3: Wheat Beer that is uh, brilliantly clear. Nice, and I love it. I always, it. Yeah, since he calls it pivo, I was thinking to check. You know, I, 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 yeah, that's the, it, road, it's, it's definitely feels. an Americanized European uh, pills. Y- yeah, with like, a, uh,
2: do they dry hop pivo? I forget. Yeah. Yes, they do. They do. Okay, because we do have a dry hopped version of this, I and it's, taste it's that. a differentiated right. So. Why would uh, I wonder I w- we'll, we'll talk to uh, Brandon is that who we're going to have on first you want to have Brandon on first Yeah let's talk to Brandon I
3: All think right, he's let's a do that. East Coast dude so
2: we always try to get them on early yeah, man. And uh, how do people get on this show, Brian? Because we do need
3: to put the call out. We do need some folks. Please email me at brian at thebrewingnetwork.com. That's Brian spelled the correct way with an I. <laughs> and when you yeah, get an there's, email there's not address. A matter of a correct way. It's the only way. Why would you or, ever spell Brian yeah. with anything but an I? What's your email address going to be, Shar <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't know. B- do B- BS. new guy. I was first, yeah, yes, so I got B-S. it. Man. Yeah, I think BS would be good. Do you get a lot of BS jokes, Brian Shar? I'm uh, sure you do. Less than you would think, Frank. That, I'm sort of disappointed, honestly. I'm not. but <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, that Brian, he's just a bunch of BS. And rah, 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 rah. No. I wonder if Brandon gets that. Like, you know, Brandon
3: with an E or with an O. Brandon well, spells his name dude? with an E. Yeah. And, and I have a good friend that spells his the same way. Actually, a bandmate of mine from... Um, A little San Francisco band called Wish Inflicted. (laughs) Look up wishinflicted.com if you want to hear my my music. Wow, we're doing plugs, personal plugs. (laughs) (laughs) Brian Sharp, do
2: you have anything to plug? You were just in Vegas, right? As a matter of fact, I got a couple things to plug. Yes, I was just Uh, in Vegas
4: for Electronic Daisy Carnival. Super fun, great music festival. Wait, what? (laughs) Yes, my girlfriend loves electronic dance music, and Mm. there's a huge, the biggest festival in the world is in Vegas. Uh, for three, <laughs> if if you guys could see Jason essentially crying here away from the bike, I have and, never seen him like this. And
2: I I wasn't until I looked in the in the booth and saw Bev, and she's she's just actually she's imploded dying. right she's now. She's actually
4: face palming right now as I'm telling this story.
2: I can't imagine you, Shar, at an electronic dance comp a uh, 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 festival. You know,
4: it I was can't... actually super fun. I wasn't sure what to expect. I actually yeah. would pay it's to totally... see
0: that. Take, take me with you well, next I have, time. I
4: have some photos. I'll show you you later yeah it's hopefully video total, too it's nope. total sensory overload you nope, we like
2: need to three do nights. We, it's, it's great we need to do a documentary on brian Shar going to edm uh, festival can yes. you imagine I am entirely in favor of this. Oh my God! Just so gra- grab a camera, man. Are you like a Burning Man guy now?
4: Uh, it's like a different thing, but I would go. I'm kind of yeah, curious. I've, I've always been curious Heard about Burning Man. Did you do? Did
2: you do like the uh, <clears throat> delicately put like the the, uh, the, the music enhancing substances at the thing, or were you? There were many people that were engaging yeah. in such
4: activities, uh, and you could tell because they were the ones that were sitting down at about four o'clock in the morning and like, are you okay? Uh, and you know, yeah, if I'm Okay I I'm, I'm old so I would generally be that guy I was you like care Are you for people
2: okay
3: uh,
4: cuz if someone's kind of by themselves yeah. I'm just kind of like if I, you're not okay I should probably call somebody I mean He's I'm
3: the dad at the
4: EDM party yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all
3: right we're going to get you safe brother we're
4: going to but yes, there, to were, me. there were certainly many opportunities for those who uh, wanted to enhance the experience see, to do so
2: Number 1 I knew that I knew that question wouldn't be too loaded cuz Brian's a lawyer and he could get out of it if he wouldn't incriminate himself and number 2 that's a good answer number yes. 3 I would be the I would be the, the the exact same as you, the guy like questioning people, but really just making them feel highly uncomfortable <laughs> when they're trying to come down off a substance. <laughs> are, are you okay, dude? Do you, you got green coming out of your. E- are you, <laughs> dude? Are you fine?
4: Are you okay? You're jumping off of that building. Are yeah. you okay? But no, I, I stayed with my friend John Kissinger from uh, my uh, homebrew club, Words of Wisdom. For the night before and the night after we were there. And mm. he was telling me how much uh, you know, his new homebrew club, Snafu in Vegas, mm-hmm. are big fans of Doctor Homebrew. And oh, I nice. just wanted to give him and Snafu a shout out. So thanks for listening and thanks shout for outs. being fans. Really appreciate that. Awesome. Hey,
2: and if uh, you know, Snafu, if you wanna fly us out to Vegas and we'll do a live brewing network, uh, Doctor At- Homebrew show from your club meeting. Yeah. We will do that, but, but it's Anytime. not in the summer. Bev yeah. shaking her head. You don't want a free trip to Vegas, Bev?
1: I hate Las Vegas. So do I. <laughs>
2: but they have like machine, like machine gun shooting ranges, and I'm kind of curious about that. <laughs> Way if, to crap all over my my uh, shout
4: out. Generally. I'm sorry. I
0: actually, as I was saying that, I was like, this is the wrong thing uh, to say. Because <laughs> I am not a fan of
4: Las well, Vegas. You can, you can not hate, everyone has to like everything. You true. can hate
2: Vegas, but you can like the people in Vegas. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: It it was not my bag, baby. Baby, I watched Austin Powers this weekend. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, that was uh, not clumsily delivered at all. Well, we, <laughs> we have the book
0: Vegas is my bag, baby, signed by
2: Bevo. Oh, god! So, start
4: and also, I wanted to give one other, uh, a quick, uh, wow, uh, not shout out, but a notification Char's
2: op- to people. Shar is the Oprah of Shadow. Shout out,
4: I've taken over your show here That's for a couple right. of minutes. Hey, it's our show, uh, my homebrew club, Worts of Wisdom. Uh, W-O-R-T-S of Wisdom.org. should have a Z instead of having, an
2: S, but yeah, go ahead.
4: Yeah, it's Aside from the fact that the club is like 30 years old, okay, and it's right. just always been that way. It is what it is. We yeah. got rid of the wizard, thank God. There you go. It's still very polarizing in our club. But uh, <laughs> we, have, it. we have like a the yearly...
2: The brewers of America.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I really like the wizard. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. It's, yeah, we'll go into the wizard story some other time. We do a, a competition in conjunction mm-hmm. with San Mateo Firefighters, Okay, And it's for, uh, it's not for muscular dystrophy, it's against muscular dystrophy. No, it's for (laughs) muscular dystrophy. I don't Uh, know, you get good parking. It's for fighting. fighting. It benefits the fight against. Exactly. It benefits the, thank you, Beverly, it benefits the fight against muscular dystrophy. Wow. And the firefighters do this chili cook-off, and it's a big thing. It's a huge uh, event in San Mateo. They take over this huge park. And we do a competition in conjunction with that a standard BJCP sanctioned comp mm-hmm. uh, three you can send three bottles and do that. You can send a fourth bottle and participate in the Firefighters Bestest Show, where the firefighters kind of choose people's choice, which what's their favorite. Well, and you get cool. like, a really nice prize for that. So, nice. if anyone's interested in, in sending beer in for that, we'd love to have entries from anyone that would like to participate. Go to Worts of Wisdom.org, W O R T S of Wisdom.org.
2: Okay. It's not regional. You can be
4: anywhere in the U. S. or in the world if you want, I guess. If you want to send your beer from Chile, that would be super cool, but I'm not sure what it's going to be like when it gets here. Uh, Chilean beer uh, for the you chili wanna, cook-off? That, that yeah. would be, I didn't even think about that joke, but that's because I'm <laughs> that advanced. I'm so far ahead of myself, right. I was making that joke before I even knew it was funny. But yes, you know, go to the website, there's a button for it, there's a link, go ahead and click, and we'd love to have anyone that wants to participate, participate.
3: Cool. I like it, man. I, I like it a lot. The Horts have done some good stuff over the years. You guys did a Dickens Fair thing for a long while. Are, you still doing, are they still doing that? You
4: know, I wish we did. Long story mm. short, it's one of those things that just kind of it was fun for a while and then just kind of fizzled. Didn't you kind of fizzled yeah. out, but Dickens Fair was that was really a fun fun comp.
3: Yeah, I mean where else, else the you, Dickens you, you break out your Christmas ales. We, and, and it was it was just was limited to British stuff. styles. You assault oh, your wife you come styles, okay. home
2: early or something? Like what do you oh. what's the Dickens Festival? Oh, you, get, Dickens you get Fair cholera? cholera. Like,
4: yeah, exactly. Uh, you get all the cholera you, you could eat for uh, an yeah. uh, yeah. entrance uh, fee. Dickens Fair is like Renaissance Fair, but it's at Cow Palace. Oh, right, and right, right. it's like right. at Christmas time, and they have, you can, part of it's shopping. You can, like,
2: buy a bunch of Christmas-themed stuff.
0: Ilana's and, gone to it.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know the Dickens Fair, I just thought the, the homebrewing thing was a separate the thing. The spirit but. of Charles right. Dickens usually shows up and floats
4: through the hall. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Actually, there is the guy with the, uh, that, who's Dickens's partner? Uh, oh. God, what's his name? I forget. uh uh Marlo Marlo, yeah. Marlo. You see him Butthole like carrying ends. all of the chains and stuff. <laughs> oh, here's the chains I bore in life.
2: And, <laughs> no. And Charles did uh, Charles Dickens a before a
4: guy dressed like Dickens helps judge best a show. But that was years nice. ago. Oh, that was cool. a good cop. All bring, right, it back, cool. bring it back.
2: Bring it back. Well we got Brandon on the line here. Brandon, are you there? Brandon. We are Brandon, I cannot hear okay. you, my friend. Hello.
3: Now playing the part All of Brandon right. will be our friend Kevin. <laughs> well, Brandon,
2: if you're uh if you can hear this, call me back, homie. Uh in the meantime,
3: boys, let's give him beer. Huh?
2: Yeah.
4: We can start talking about Craft it while yeah, we're yeah, waiting, waiting to talk to him.
3: So he brought uh, yeah, two versions of the same beer. This is the dry hop pills. And that's the regular. Okay. So we judge the regular um uh, the regular clone. Yeah. And um Looking forward to chatting with him about here, huh? Yeah, he's my bad
2: boys. Yeah, yeah, please crack him all. Well, you know, let's give him a call again. Why not, right? <whistles> boop, 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 boop. Okay. I'm excited because uh, Pivo's a real good beer, but you know what? I haven't seen it in the stores Pills? in a while. I don't know if they've like pulled back production or whatever. Brandon. I heard Brandon, for a second. Hello. Hey, hey. Brandon. Is. What's up, dude? Hey, um. Good. How you doing, man? Can you hear us all right? I'm well. I can hear you fine. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, we're pouring your beers right now, man. Thanks a lot for sending in all this stuff. I really appreciate it. No, you're welcome. Thanks for tasting them. Hell yeah, man. Do I get one, Brian? Um, no. Motherfuckers are going to leave me high and dry up in this house. has been my own show.
3: I don't can you believe to. this, Brandon? They're leaving me dry on my own show. Well, Justin made us spread I'm out growing. so far. He, he put Brian way the hell over there. I appreciate across it. Across the room and... Yeah. I, I, moved I, over here last, I moved over
4: here last show because I like this mic he better. Likes that mic, yeah. All right.
2: Uh, all right, Brandon. Well, hey, man, how long have you been homebrewing, and have you tried this before, this Pivo Pills? Why are these so um different? I have not
5: tried it before, and I've uh, been homebrewing for about 10 years or so now.
3: Okay. Is this
2: the same That's beer or bad. two
3: different batches?
2: It looks like very different beers. One looks like a rosé, and the other looks like a pilsner. So we opened the, the dry hop, Pilsner, and the Pilsner.
5: Yeah. They are the exact same beer, the exact same batch. The only difference is the one that says dry hop on it. I dropped uh, uh, about six ounces of Saphir hops down in the keg for, for a couple of days.
2: Huh. Yeah. Why do you think it has that weird rosé color to it, Brian? could be oxidation think so?
4: Yeah. Brandon, are you just really tired, or have you had, like, ten of these before? <laughs> you, you, you sounded, like, really tired there in that last or uh, both. couple of sentences.
5: No. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm
4: good. <laughs> all right. No, as long as you're good, man. That's, that's cool.
3: That's all, I know it's a little uh, later there. We're, we're playing yeah. yeah.
2: That's all right. Uh, Cooper, Brian Cooper, do me a favor, dude. Let's let's uh, start Brandon off here with his okay. Pivo clone. The
3: Pivo Pills clone. Yeah, so we... Uh, we cracked the non dry hop version of this. Uh, the fill was a bit high, I noticed. It was just like maybe a quarter inch from the top almost, or a little, you know, a third of an inch from the top. Pretty full, but it still had a nice hiss. It um, didn't fill, didn't seem to hurt it. Um, I guess some people are paranoid about oxygen, but as long as you cap on foam, it's just gonna be CO2 in that headspace. Um, Aroma wise, it, it got a lightly spicy hop in there with a little bit of herbal. Clean, lightly toasty and bready and kind of cracker-like malt. There's a lot of malt here. Uh, no obvious esters. Cleanly lagered, it seemed like. Uh, there was a light sulfury note behind the hops there, uh, but I didn't get any any diacetyl or, or acetaldehyde in it. Um, color-wise, yeah, rosé beer is an interesting way to put it. It's this deep... Kind of orangey, pink, gold color. Yeah, slightly, slightly like a really deep brownish deep rust, gold. though not, also? not amber in any sense. But but yeah, just just re- reddish, orange, uh, and yeah, kind of pink looking. Um, brilliantly clear. It was nice and clear. Uh, you can see right through it. A low white head dissipated fairly quickly after pouring. It just dropped to a little collar there. Uh, mostly fine bubbles, though. Um, Head didn't really form very well, but uh, I dropped a point for that. But flavor-wise, I'm getting a nice, um, a fairly crisp tasting beer. Um, The malt comes in with a toasty edge to it, which is a little odd and appeals to me. But uh, medium-low spicy floral hop, Um, again, very crisp with a fairly dry finish. And uh, There's a little hint of sweetness in the background. It's not completely bone-dry definitely Balanced slightly to the hop, uh, but there's a firm malt behind that pushing it up Um, Clean lager ferment profile seems like you know, there's no big esters poking out here nothing really weird It seems like you did a decent job with the lagering Um, the hops are lingering Um, The bitterness is pretty low and out of the way and again, with that supporting kind of bready malt coming through in the aftertaste, as you take a sip, you get that crisp and the hop, and then it fades out, and the hop kind of drifts off, and you leave, you're leave left with a little little malty um, uh, finish. It just kind of dries off off your tongue after a while. Um, I was trying to decide if the the water seemed to—it was so crisp, maybe it seemed like the water was just a bit minerally, but it's actually okay. Um, but I'd be interested to know what you did with your water on this one. Um, sometimes using a little a little too much sulfate or you know It doesn't seem like it's over treated water in any stretch, but it's just a little there's a little Mineral twi- um, tinge to it. Maybe uh, Mouth feel wise. I'm getting medium body medium low carbonation um, You know, could push that. You no, know, it's yeah. Yeah, uh, it's crisp and refreshing no stringency uh, n- No warmth and yeah, not very creamy Um but, yeah, overall, it's a, it's a fairly good, clean pills, uh, you know, kind of on the on the American interpretation uh, side of it, but uh, very flavorful and clean, I thought. It was just a bit dark for the intended clone especially, um, and the, the maltiness was a bit of a curveball to me as well. Uh, it really shouldn't come across as strongly toasty and malty, so you might look at adjusting the malt bill on this uh, and pull back the specialties, and maybe push up the the Sapphire late hop on that because it wasn't coming through quite hoppy enough to me and um, and then we'll we'll talk about I'll let Brian talk about this version first and then we'll comment on the um on the dry hopped version okay I gave the beer thirty four I thought it was very good it's generally yeah. close but um I'm wondering too. With the color here, yeah, if maybe there is some oxidation coming in. It's not super papery, but... <clears throat> well, that's the dry hop version. You're... Something a little weird. Is that the dry hop version? No, this do... is the this is the plain. Oh, really? Oh, jeez. This is okay. the one we judged, yeah. The pink one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
2: Alright, yeah. so... so um, Alright, Brian Shar go for it.
4: Yeah, I largely echo what uh, uh, Brian Cooper said. Uh, the aroma is initially hoppy. Uh, you know, the hop aroma is floral and kind of at a medium high level. Um not quite as jasmine as the character of pivo pills I mean, pivo pills to me is like a very strongly distinctive jasmine character to it and the aroma of this wasn't quite that character there's no uh no diacetyl or off aromas uh pilsner malt is noticeable little toasted malt um as it warms i get a little blueberry slash mosaic type character mm. out of this uh but, again, this is a, a clone beer, so we're kind of judging how close it comes to Pivo. I gave it a 7 out of 12 for that. Uh, this beer, is, as far as appearance goes, this beer is crystal clear. Uh, you know, I should have given deducted points for not being hazy, right? I mean, everything's hazy these days. <laughs> but uh, this is crystal clear. Uh, uh, you can probably read through this thing. Uh, the head is low but very persistent. Uh, but the color is that kind of golden brown rosé, you know, really not... You compare it to the dry hop version. It's markedly several degrees Lovabond uh, uh, darker than the other one. So it's it's not, the the color's darker than expected. So I gave this two out of three. Uh, flavor-wise, flavor's initially malty. Uh, get pills, but also some toasty, possibly even came across like two-row malt. Uh was lacking the jasmine hop flavor of the Pivo. Did get some floral hop flavor, but overall didn't get a lot of hop flavor out of this. Uh, pleasantly malty, a little caramelly. Uh, the, there was uh, It's lightly grainy, very well attenuated. The mm-hmm. toastiness kind of takes it further away from Pivo. And what's interesting, Brian, is I, I had like a little bit left in my glass from judging before the show. Mm-hmm. So some inside baseball here. We judge before the show, and then we come back and open up another bottle. Uh, and have some some fre- a fresh sample for the show. When I went back and smelled the sample that we had poured out maybe an hour ago, it was noticeably and distinctly cardboard to me. Oh. It's, it's really. Is it? This is a much warmer sample. It's really, really cardboard. Hmm. Yeah, and I, I still I continue to get that, and I think that's we talked about oxidation. Uh, that to me, this color difference is so marked. I got to believe something, and we'll talk about this later. Uh, I've got to believe something went wrong in your packaging when you got this in the bottle. Because no. this is the same, as you were saying the only difference is one was dry hopped and one wasn't. That doesn't so the, the color the, at all. Exactly. Yeah. The only difference I could think of is something happened, and it's across two different bottles. Something happened in your bottling of the oh. non-dry hopped one that gave it this oxidized aroma and flavor. Never mind. And the darker color.
2: Yeah. I keep I keep confusing the two. So I was like, oh, I got another yeah. version of the dry hop. but no, you're
1: fine. Yeah.
4: So I get this ten out of twenty for for flavor, uh, mouth feel five out of five. But uh, body's medium, medium to high carbonation. No warming. No astringency. Not exactly what you'd expect for mouthfeel. Um uh, Overall impression: uh, This is a tasty beer uh, that is you know generally pretty well executed. Aside from the oxidation that seems to be entirely in the the packaging. Uh, I gave it a 5 for overall impression and a 29 overall. Uh primarily because when you're judging this clone beer category, you're judging how well you you hit that mark of making the clone. And I just wasn't quite getting that jasmine and that character out of this uh, uh this this clone that I get out of the original and I've had probably way too much of the the original frankly. It's it's really good. Um, it's a really nice summer beer, yeah I'm, I can see why I would want to clone it <laughs> yeah it, it yeah. really is, and you know in terms of what I would do different next time, you know definitely try to control your oxidation uh, on the cold side as best as you can uh, and then to the extent i, mean, I haven 't had the dry hopped one yet uh, i 'm not sure what your hop bill is, but Firestone Walker talks about Sapphire as being the hop mm-hmm. that is used for uh, uh, for flavor and aroma in this. So generally, try to get your your most uh, fresh
3: and uh, best uh, you know, sourced sapphire that you can. Yeah. And this this has six ounces of the sapphire in it. He said so. Yeah, well, this is going to be more. And that's a lot, and yeah, it's and weird. He that sent
2: it... the recipe along, and I forgot it at home. But oh, yeah. uh, Brandon, maybe you can hit us with that recipe real fast.
5: Uh, yeah the the recipe is just one hundred percent Vierra and Two Row Hills. Um, it's it's pretty much based off of uh, Brendelson's comments on uh, on the session mm-hmm. um, from a few years ago uh, when he was talking about Pivo pills. Um, I believe it was Magnum. It was definitely dry houses Um but that's that's really about it. Magnum, Magnum for the dry hot or for the for the bittering mm-hmm. spalt um, <clears throat> at five minutes and severe. Uh, dry
3: out for five days. So you're in, uh, you're out in Pennsylvania. Do you get, do you get people pills out there? Uh, we do not, and this is one of the reasons why I'm trying to
5: yeah. uh, brew <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, off that recipe is to, is to try it out. Yeah, I did not think it made it uh, out but, that far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could, I, now I had, I had sent more than, than just the pills there in, and with your, your color comments, kind of had me wondering if maybe um, this was mixed up with the the IPA I sent because that does have Definitely. a fair amount of caramel malt and stuff. In it doesn't it.
3: seem like an IPA and it has got no. Pilsner label right on the bottle yeah. this white label.
4: Yeah. If it's an IPA, this Definitely, is this yeah. is gonna score closer to twenty because there's just not any yeah hop aroma and flavor character this to make it an IPA. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: it's 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 almost like a watered down, you know, rose, you know, kind of yeah, a little oxidation oxidation. But I mean I'll tell you yeah. if we if we church try, try the dry hop version I think that tastes
3: pretty damn close to Pivo. I like the dry hop version a lot better. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I, I would have a hard time um, not paying for this <laughs> at, a, yeah. at a bar. I would drink this. The, the dry hop version is is great.
4: Yeah. Dry hop version is crisper. It finishes more. Um, it, it's got a much more crisp and Pilsner-like finish. It doesn't have that kind of toasty caramel uh, yeah. uh, to the extent that the other one does, yeah, the dry yeah. hop version is
3: much better. Yeah, I mean, it's maybe... more in the drivers. Like, it's 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 a little honey-like, kind of malt, and a little grainy. Mm-hmm.
2: Is there a little yeah. like DMS, A little butterscotch? A little bit? Tiny? little bit?
3: I'm not getting butterscotch, but a little sulfur, a little, and possibly okay. a little DMS. Yeah, a but, little buttery. No, a little yeah. bit is okay.
2: Yeah, it's totally. I mean, it's. I mean, considering it's a pilsner, I guess it's totally fine, but. No, that, the the that dry hop version, great beer, man, and it tastes pretty I, yeah, damn close. That's at least
3: five points higher, yeah. I would think.
2: It tastes pretty damn close to p- yeah. To that's that's though.
4: mid th- dry hop version is close mid thirties, you know, minimum. So I, as far as I can tell, just something happened in the packaging of the non dry hopped one. But otherwise the color wouldn't be so drastically
3: different yeah. yeah if we if we had known we would have judged <laughs> the dry hop one <laughs> yeah but yeah we, we yeah, wanted to taste yeah, that as an aside the,
5: the, the, the comments on the color is what what really made me you know think that maybe they're next up but if you have the bottles there with the labels on them i mean i, I, yeah. I believe you that you've got the same for me um you know holding them up the only difference is just a slate haze into the in the uh in the dry hop version and not not like a, a yeast haze or anything like that. Just, you know, how you get mm-hmm. from from an IPA is a lot of times when you dry hop and they just get, yeah you know, kind of hazed.
3: Yeah, we've done two different bottles and both yeah. both of them said Pilsner and they both looked about the same. It's just odd. Yeah, I'm going to so do the maybe, third bottle just because. Maybe, maybe
5: something did happen in the packaging.
3: Yeah, let's see that. Is this the third bottle of the
4: regular Pils? Yeah, yeah, that's that's all I can imagine is something happened in your process yeah. where the... Oh, uh, this uh, one
2: looks good. Wow. This one looks good. Okay. And that's I that's the it? not dry
3: hopped one, Jason. Correct. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so we have no a, no. It just it looks well, different than my glass,
2: right? Yeah.
3: It's it's a little it's a little darker than the dry hop version, but it's it's a little lighter than the other two bottles were, I think. Mm. I think we're just seeing bottle variation here and yeah. possibly some oxidation in the in the bottling and process. It,
2: it it looks more concentrated in the like the small little four ounce tulip glasses. Yeah,
3: these like, I poured it in a, in a pint
2: glass, and it's it's a lot lighter. Yeah, so it looks more normal. If you're going to do it at home, Brandon, might as well just put it in, like, a little smaller glass, concentrate a little bit more. but um, I don't know, man. Any, do you have any questions uh, about in the comments or some process questions or anything for the guys? Uh, no, I think you guys pretty much hit it. You know, my,
5: my real concern was just getting, you know, um, independent feedback. Um, for, for as much hops as I put in the beer... I just feel like I don't taste. I don't feel like there's a, a, as much dry hop there as should be with that many hops. Um, mm-hmm. So I was just, I, I just wanted to hear, you know, what you guys thought about that. So I would,
4: yeah, I would keep making um, that dry hop version. <laughs> get get Brandon. Give us some more details. Uh, tell us, you know, what yeast did you use? Uh, what temperature did you ferment at? For how long? Do you temp control your ferment? Give give us a little information about uh, about that stuff.
5: Um, It's White Labs, WLP 830. This was pitched at 52 degrees. Um, Trying to pull up the fermentation here. It was held at 52 for, I don't know, it looks like roughly five or six days, raised up to 58 for a rest and held there for about a week. And then drop down to uh, right about you know thirty two or so it be,
4: condition yeah. there
2: should it be warmer for a diatholitist. Ah, you can get away with
3: fifty
4: eight for for that long. I
3: mean, it's probably going to be fine. Yeah,
4: I guess I, I I will pick nits and say for a lager ferment, you want to go more than five days at fifty two. You want to go for more like a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, and then because you, you most of your fermentation, I'm going to guess, took place at fifty eight. Which is still fine. I didn't get a lot of esters or anything out of this beer. But for a longer ferment, you're going to want to ferment in you know, low 50s for hmm. a couple of weeks. Well, did you check you gravity? You'll jack it up slowly to diacetyl rest for a day or so. And a lot of your diacetyl, you'll, you'll burn through
3: on the way to the rest. Yeah. Did you, did you check gravity when you started uh, raising the temperature? Yeah,
5: I was actually using um, one of these new um, hydrometers that do in the ferment. It's called yeah. the Tilt. The tilt. One the yeah. Wireless steels. So I, I mean, I raised the, the the temperature whenever it got. I think like the ten twenty or ten eighteen, something around there, is yeah, the when I put it up the to the, the fifty eight. Okay. And then just you know, I, I left it go for a couple of days after it's you know after the the, the gravity stopped stopped dropping. At, you know before I before I took it down to. To the thirty-two. So, what about your? And what your, I did there is I I, I just pulled the probe out of the actual fermentation and, and yeah. hang it in the fridge, and turn the fridge to thirty-three, and just kind of let the air slowly take the the, the liquid down to uh-huh. to match.
3: Um, t- what about your bottling technique? What are you using for bottling? Uh, a counter pressure bottle filler out of a keg. Okay, so that was that has
5: probably been in the keg for for a few weeks before, before putting it in the bottle. Yeah. So, I mean, the bottles are purged well, kind yeah. of pressure filled and, you know, capped immediately
3: on foam. Yeah. It sounds like you're doing, that, doing... right.
5: <laughs> yeah. And that, I feel like that's what really just um, kind of strikes me as odd that, that there's such a color difference. are um, only in the, in shipping for, you know, three or four days. Yeah. I can't imagine that, that they would change color that quickly. No, and, for uh, one and to again, do it and not the other another one, well, well, another reason why I was thinking, you know, maybe you know somehow they just got that mixed up with the IPA that was in the same box. Yeah. So you um, so you bottled the but, Pivo that uh, wasn't
4: dry hopped. Let's, let's think about the details of this. So the the one that wasn't dry hopped, did you bottle at a different time, like a week before the dry hopped one? N-
5: no, I literally sat down and just moved the bottler from one wow. keg to the next for wow, all wow. the beers that I sent out to you.
3: Wow. <laughs> yeah I think the yeah the the one we're tasting is is not not right and it sounds like you did everything right it's probably i don't know so you so you fermented them in two separate fermenting vessels then one
4: that was dry hopped and one that was not
5: absolutely not no they were they are exactly the same beer they were kegged out of the same batch you know a ten gallon batch and you know two two uh fixals. and then the only thing different about the beers is I took one of the um like a, it's a stainless steel mesh canister. Mm-hmm. I put six ounces of dry hops in it. Dropped it down in the keg. This is after the keg's already, you know, carbonated everything. I just opened yeah. it up, dropped it in there,
0: sealed
5: mm-hmm. it back up, and you know, put it back under pressure and let it set for five days.
4: Well, I guess what I'm trying Pulled to understand back that I'm not sure I quite I, is probably my own fault here. I'm not understanding is so you sent us one that was dry hopped and one that wasn't. So when did you what was the difference in timing between when you bottled the one and not the others so you took it off the same keg before you dropped that six ounces in
3: um or he said he split a ten gallon into two fermenters, into two dry hotm yeah. and then bottled them on the same day so that's so, yeah. all, so all I can mm-hmm. think of do you do you yeah. ferment
4: you ferment in carboys uh, or what? buckets or or uh better bottles or what
5: i'm I'm in a in a blackman conical okay. um and I guess I should clarify that as well. The, 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 the beers were both dry hopped in the conical. Um, the one that I have listed as dry hop just has an additional That's dry true. hop in the mm-hmm. keg.
3: Okay.
4: All that I can think of is that maybe there was, you know, maybe the O-ring at the top of the conical or some kind of seal maybe got unsealed at some point during the process uh, for the one that wasn't additionally dry hopped. And maybe let oxygen in uh, during the end of fermentation or after fermentation was complete. Uh, mm. That's that's the only guess. I mean, Brian, what do you think?
3: I'm that doesn't gra- make sense to I'm me because the, th- at the third here. Yeah, the third bottle is lighter. It the third bottle that we opened is almost as light as the the dry out version i it's just a mystery I think it's the the beer gnomes have intervened with your beer somehow what what kind of capping device do you use is it a bre-
0: bench capper or one of
4: those janky ones that you gotta hold on top and use both hands to cap with
0: it's it's a it's the
5: bench capper i guess you would okay. call it um it, but um yeah i mean it's it's kind of a mixture of plastic plastic and steel it's nothing great i don't do much bottling um and the bottles but, were clean uh, everything and it, um, it it seems to work well and until yeah. i've never noticed any leaking bottles or or anything yeah. flat you know that i've opened up it's you know it's been bottled for any you know extended period of time
4: i mean huh. we're, we're kind of trying to troubleshoot remotely here through a lot of different little weird stuff um <laughs> yeah that's all I can think of is yeah like it's you' probably done in the fermenter. probably something has gone wrong, and these were new bottles you bottled into
5: no they were uh, they were reused um i think i think well cleaned though um p b w hopefully and, didn't see
4: any yeah
5: yeah exactly, yeah, that's what you do well, sounds like you're doing everything right, man yeah, i mean I'll, I'll... these
3: are yeah,
5: yeah, there bottles. I mean that I that I would drink and immediately rinse out and then soak soak in uh, in PBW to get the labels yeah. off and whatnot, and then they were it upside down. Just
2: yeah,
5: you know, take, of... take a yeah, good look,
4: take weird, a good man. look at them because I when I did that back in the day, no matter how clean I thought they were, I remember one day pulling them out of the the box, and there were it was like yeast bits on the inside still. Maybe it's just me being slovenly, like, probably the case, but. uh you just be super careful when you do that it sounds like your process is right and maybe the one thing you have to do is always always dry hop extra yeah. <laughs> that's that's the one that we really <laughs> like so dry hop all the time man i
5: I did bottle a couple of extras at the same time i did the ones that i sent to you so i'm gonna i'm gonna take your comments and uh and go back to those bottles and drink from the bottles to see if i can yeah man recreate any of this because i've only drank it out of the keg up until this point those didn't
2: get shipped but yeah yeah check it out (laughs) who knows yeah all right brandon thanks man i appreciate it dude good beer though especially that dry out thank you so much yep thank you all right take it easy man thanks man bye Bye bye-bye
3: yeah, that's a tough beer to clone. There's not much to hide behind and... no, it. No, absolutely is. not.
4: And this is one of the tougher conundrums we've had on this show, is trying to figure out what's the difference in these two beers yeah. when they're so similar and handled so similarly, and yet they they right. show so differently here in the glass.
2: That's right. All right, everybody, we're going to take a quick break real fast here on Dr. Homebrew, and we're going to come right back, and we're going to talk to, I believe, Will with American Paleo, Right, Brad? Yeah. All right. All right, this is Dr. Homebrew. We'll be right back. To the examination. Hey, everybody, thanks for sticking around here. It's Dr. Homebrew. You yep. know, you know the dudes.
3: Trying you to get an alter ego show called
2: Dr. Commercial Brew. That would be kind of fun. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that very much, as a matter of fact. Let's get Will on the line here. We're going to talk about his uh, pale ale.
3: And, uh, I'm talking about it. make more money with commercial brew, like telling commercial brewers how to make their beer better. Now, that'd be a pretty good show.
4: We need to pitch that to Justin uh, at some yeah. point, Brian's right?
3: Why is Will
2: not online? Will, what's going on, dude?
4: Brian and I will speak among ourselves while we're getting Will online. Uh, we were just
3: emailing with him a second ago. I yeah, think he's, he's there. He'll come
4: through. Maybe he's like that Will from Stranger Things that got sucked into that alternate dimension with that Demi-Gorgon.
2: I wonder how much you had to pay that demigorgon to get sucked yeah. that hard into Oh man, I'm excited because we're
4: like we're like two we're like a month or two away from season three of Stranger Things. And I'm really I don't know about you guys, I'm really excited. That's gonna be really cool. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Stranger Things three when boners hit in science class. <laughs> <That's>,
4: <laughs> they are gonna be about that age, that's, or str- that's Oh
2: man. Let me tell you, that's a strange that's a oh strange Oh my god, thing. what's
4: happening to me right now?
2: We're going in the upside down right now. <laughs> oh, the,
4: what is this thing? Oh, oh my god
2: pee in my face I'll be upside down. <laughs> Will, are you there? <laughs> hey. hey, what's going on? Hey, man? how's it going? Good. How you doing? Oh, uh, not too bad. Not too bad. I'm not sure what's going on with Skype. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Happens all the time, man. So didn't, you
3: didn't pay your Skype bill this
2: month. That's right. That's right. So we have a uh, pale ale here to go over with you, right? American yep. pale ale. American pale ale. Yeah. Right. Have you? Uh, uh, bre- b- I'm assuming you have brewed a pale ale before, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> okay.
2: All right. <laughs> uh, do we have any glasses for this beer, fellas? We do. or are we glasslessless? There's glasses. I'm, a couple right here, right? All right, but we have two glasses and we have four people in the room. Um, so how more? can we I can fix this a glass. problem? If only we had producers on the show. Will, I apologize that we're wasting your time. Because we're not ready and prepared. Oh, man. I'm
0: just going to rinse the glass. Yeah. Will, Will, where are that. you
4: calling in from?
0: Uh, Central Illinois.
4: Nice. Do you belong to a homebrew club? Uh, yeah, the homebrew is a Peoria. Nice. So, Hop, H-O-P? Yep. Yep, every homebrew club is a pun. And uh, I know that drives Jason crazy, but I, I kind of like that.
2: Um, yeah, puns are cool, dude.
4: And I, I, I'm I'm old and I'm a dad, so I like this oh, whole I like the dad puns. What can I say?
2: Excuse me. Now, <laughs> yeah, Brian is allergic to not having glasses in the studio. I tell you that. Yeah. I'm allergic to hops. Uh, all right, Brian Shar. Since we've already uh, judged this, you want to go for it?
4: Uh, yes, I would love to. Right. So, uh, see my the aroma. My initial impression is uh, a sort of medium uh, hop aroma. It's uh, Definitely fruity, not quite citrus. I get more like a uh, more like a, a little more estery type. Uh, maybe more like a blueberry, not quite mosaic blueberry, but not not uh, su- super citrus. There's a low malt. Uh, identify maybe like a, a two row, no diacetyl. Uh, the fruit. What's interesting about the hops, the, the aroma of this beer is that the hop aroma. It gets awfully close to what would be a traditional kind of ester profile that I think of, of as fruit salad. But it's not—to mm. I, I, I to me, it's not an ester. It's the hop character. So I definitely like that. But still, the hop aroma is at a low level, definitely a little lower than I would expect for an American pale ale. And maybe it's because it's 2019 and we just—everything in an American pale ale just keeps getting bigger aside from perhaps the alcohol and the, the bitterness— Uh, So I gave this 6 out of 12 for Aroma.
3: We need a hot tub time machine.
4: Uh, (laughs) Well, let's get to work on that after the show. What do you say? That's true. Uh, So uh, appearance, 3 out of 3, extremely clear. You could essentially read through this beer. Uh, Very slight haze. I probably should have docked you three points for it not being hazy, but not everything has to be hazy in 2019. Uh, This is clear like it's supposed to be. And a slight haze from hop uh, bitterness or dry hopping is definitely acceptable uh it's uh the head is is large and persistent colors light gold but parents is great uh flavor initially the impression is for me was malty followed by a ramp up in bitterness to about medium high the uh, hop flavor was lower than i expected i got kind of hop flavor at a low level that was fruity kind of a plum stone fruit uh peach sort of uh flavor but i think primarily sort of i I consider that a, a plum flavor Very well attenuated. Good job on that. Balances toward the the bitter. Uh, Finish is long and bitter in a pleasant way. Uh, Definitely lower hop flavor than I would have expected. I did get in the finish sort of a low cardboard oxidation that I didn't get in the aroma. So I gave this 10 out of 20 for flavor. Mouthfeel... I got a slight slickness, but no diacetyl flavor. Uh, so I, that's something I noted in uh, mouthfeel rather than flavor. It's just a slight slickness. It could be just because this beer is wet. Uh, I, don't, I don't know your, about your wetness factor, but we can talk about wetness factor later on. That, that's a joke. Um, but uh, God, no one is laughing at my wetness factor thing one bit, you guys. Sorry. Jeez, it's like no. I'm, it's you like should, I'm talking uh, into the the void of Podland or the Pod Waves here.
0: It's um, true. The listeners uh,
3: are laughing hysterically. I mean, uh, everyone Brian. in their everyone in their individual pods is yeah. a
0: little, uh, maybe a little creepier. <laughs> than you only hear from
3: the podcaster.
4: <laughs> That's the uh, if you go back and listen to the session from like uh, seven or eight years ago, there was a lot of joking about the wetness factor of a given beer. That's a big uh, Sully joke, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely, oh. uh, definitely a Sully thing. In fact, if you go get like a blah 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 EPA six pack, the wetness factor is listed on the six pack box. Fun oh, fact. Nice. Wow. Uh I'm probably the only person in the world that's ever noticed that, aside from Sully. So it's a shout out to, to Sully there. Uh, no, no warming. Uh, it's really more perky than uh, creamy. I the mouthfeel is great. Five out of five. Overall impression, I really like this beer, and I would be, happily have uh, a full pint of this. I think it's it's quite good, uh, but it's not quite in line with style. Um, Target I, I think this beer is simultaneously a little bit too bitter, without enough hop aroma and flavor. Uh, Target hmm. IBUs for the style are thirty to fifty. The bitterness in this for me comes across as maybe even higher than fifty. I get really high bitterness. Uh, out of this beer and then a pale ale kind of the difference to me between a pale ale and an ipa is that an ipa has like a shit ton of bitterness as well as hop aroma and flavor the pale ale has the malt and this beer certainly has some malt character still um, but it also needs to have a lot of hop flavor and hop aroma and this also differentiates from the session ipa which is hop water and you have like no malt Uh, in hop aroma and flavor and kind of low bitterness. So the malt part of this, I think, really succeeds. I I think it's a little lacking in the hop aroma and the hop flavor. So for me, Hmm. I would back off on the early hops, those bittering hops, maybe 25 30%, bump up those later hops at flame out uh, or slightly before flame out for flavor and aroma, you know, bump those up, you know, 30%, 40%. Just redistribute where your hops are, and I think this will end up being a really good beer. I mean, the fact that it's so well attenuated tells me your fermentation, you know, there's no there's no fermentation flaws in this that I'm getting. Right. So your fermentation uh-huh. basics are really good. All you've really got here, to me, is kind of a recipe issue of shifting your hops around, and this is going to be a, like a really spectacular APA. So overall, I uh, gave this a uh, 29 out of 50. Uh, I think it was good, and I'm going to continue to drink the rest of my sample while Brian gives you
2: his uh, opinion from the Cooper side.
3: Awesome! All right, yeah. Um,
2: Hanging with Mr. Cooper.
3: Yeah. Uh, mm. So, uh, good, good, uh, good. Hiss upon opening it, and uh, the fill seemed okay on the on the bottle. Uh, Aroma wise, had a pleasant uh, kind of medium light citrusy um, and a faint kind of resonating uh, hop note in there. Uh, there's some low bready kind of you know, not not really toasty, but like a little more than bready just crackery and, and Maybe a faint hint of some 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 bread crust in there or something that keeps the malt uh, You know up there and a little more interesting uh, But it's maybe poking through a little more than I'd want and the hops are, are definitely I agree a little bit light um, in the nose uh, Medium fruity esters is kind of general you know fruity esters some of that also like you said coming from the hops probably uh, again, clean, no DMS or diacetyl, uh, not getting any obvious alcohol here. As it, it shouldn't really have any anything crazy poking through there. Um, seems cleanly fermented, um, but just kind of low overall to me. Like it's it's there. It's it's a beer, and it's you know it's malty and a little hoppy, and 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 you know it smells more like uh, the classic. Uh, APA. So, yes, we are going to travel back. Once we get that hot tub time machine, we're going to travel back 20 That's years right. to the 1990s and um, yeah, taste it next to some real classic stuff. That's Hell what yeah. a time machine sounds like. That yeah. thing, Like yes. the Wayne's World sound? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, appearance-wise, a pale golden-colored beer. Uh, had a long-lasting last, uh, low-white head. Uh, very fine bubbles. And, and, and great clarity. So, pretty nice looking beer. Uh, Flavor-wise, I'd say pleasantly, kind of lightly caramelly and and grainy, toasty malt in there. To me, the bitterness was not super high. I I, I would say medium-low bitterness myself. Uh, Pretty much out of the way, just kind of supporting the hop flavor, not really poking out too harshly. Um, The hop flavor is citrusy and a little, little grapefruity, a little lime, a little, you know, Along the lines of the classic thing, you know citrus and a light resin uh, Ale ferment seems pretty clean um, Again, the hops are kind of generally low, but mm-hmm. it's, um, You know, uh, no alcohol was noted The balance is just slightly towards the hops But again, there's, there's a fair amount of malt there supporting that uh, It did finish dry, it seems nicely attenuated um, The hops do linger in the aftertaste just a little bit Uh, It's not a malt bomb by any any stretch of the imagination. Uh, So, you know, mouthfeel-wise, it's medium light body, medium carbonation. Uh, Didn't get any alcohol warmth. Not very creamy, but also no obvious astringency. Uh, Still all the same. It's a fairly smooth beer and and refreshing. You know, it's nice. It's easy to drink. Nothing too sharp or offensive here. It's just kind of, you know, a little uh, maybe... Not biting or in your face or sharp or super hoppy, Uh, but you know, it it refreshes and it makes you want another sip Um, Very uh, pleasant American Pale Ale, I would say it is a little more along the lines of a classic Um, I would especially for modern tastes really like a little more hop in that finish and um, You know right now it's just almost even with the maltiness, which is pleasant and inviting, but it's not quite to style Uh, and it could be maybe it's it's a slightly aged version that was really good four months ago and now we're it's past its prime a little bit. I'm suspecting that might be the case, but um, you know your water treatment seems good. Your 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 ale fermentation is cleanly made. Nice job overall. So when I gave it a, a 33. I thought it was it was a very good beer and uh, generally within the style parameter, Just a little a little light. So. Uh, but thanks for sharing it. Very yeah, good. And my bad. Yeah, we 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 we've, we've spoken with you before. You were the ginger hibiscus blonde guy. We had some fun <laughs> with that one. I remember. Oh, he
4: was the ginger hibiscus guy. Remember? Oh yes, I remember. How could you forget that one?
3: Pretty
2: good. Uh, yeah. Hey, Will, do me a favor, man. Let's uh, run through your recipe for this pale ale, would you?
0: Yeah. So uh, so in terms of malt, uh, eleven pounds of pale ale, uh, two pounds of wheat, a pound of Munich ten. Uh, half an ounce of Apollo at 60, an ounce mm. of Centennial and an ounce of Idaho gem at 15, uh ounce and a half of Centennial and an ounce of Idaho gem at five, uh, two ounces of C- Centennial for the dry hop and half an ounce of Idaho gem and, uh, pitched, uh, uh, the Voss Quebec yeast and uh, fermented at oh. ninety six degrees. Quebec yeast, okay. Uh, okay, that's the
4: twist. <laughs> There's a little twist. When, uh, when did you brew
0: this? Uh, so I brewed it uh, February first, then I bottled at the end of uh, February. Okay.
4: Yeah. I, I wonder, Brian, because I my familiarity with the Quebec yeast is about zero uh i because that's a lot of hops i mean you will you put a lot of hops in at the end and my recommendation is put more hops in at the end you put a lot of hops in at the end yeah, it sounds like I, I wonder if the fermentation temperature drove off the aroma and uh flavor hop components otherwise might stay in because that's 96 is that that's way up there
3: that's uh, you can use the quebec at that, that kind of temperature well, it's... certainly and it will attenuate but what does that do to the hop character I think it's. I think it probably is pulling away from it and, and giving you a little more fruitiness in the mix there and, and kind of accenting the maltiness and, and pulling away from the hop. Maybe, like you say, just temperature-wise, some of the more volatile aromatics are being driven off by that high ferment temp. Yeah, I
4: got to believe the vigor of the ferment at that temperature and that temperature itself because you, you want the point of the dry hopping and the aroma hopping and the flavor hopping. You're putting it in the end so the boil, which is high temperature, doesn't drive those volatile compounds off. And you're getting up then to almost 100, which is getting to be almost half of your boil temperature. <laughs> I, 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 I can't believe that's not going to have an effect on the hop flavor and aroma, which is kind of, I think, what happened in this, this beer.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, think about a, a Belgian-style IPA versus yeah. an American IPA. When you just use that Belgian yeast same beer same everything it, it you know the yeast takes over and the yeast character starts to fight with the the malt and the hops that are there and pull away from your perception of of the hops that are there and they're still there it's not i don't think that belgian yeast is scrubbing it away unless you know mm-hmm. unless you do something really crazy but uh, yeah it's just it 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 you know, it, the yeast affects everything, man. It's crazy. Yeah,
4: it's a really good point, Brian. And I think a lot of the Belgian IPAs, I, to me, didn't work when that was yeah. a, a thing, in part because the yeast flavor was competing with the hop flavor, but part of it was maybe the temperature. And I'm I'm not getting the yeast flavor competing with the hop flavor no. here. What I'm kind of getting is less hop flavor and less hop aroma.
3: Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, the the yeast fermented things cleanly. It's, it's you know, it did its job. Got it nice yeah. and dry, as an American yeah. paleo should be. But it did something, some to the hops there. Yeah. Do you get the same thing, kind of? Will. What do you think?
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of why I sent it in. Yeah. To you guys is uh, just. I, I think even even two months ago or, or whatever, I I just didn't quite have a as much hop character as I was really hoping for or, or looking and, for. And you dry hopped it too?
3: Um, did you, you try to bring it up even more? Well, after yeah, you tasted I, I, it.
0: I I dry hopped it, but. Uh, I usually do a a dry hop at pitch Mm. to avoid adding oxygen. Yeah. Um, But it sounds like maybe I need to switch to maybe a keg hop or Yeah, you can go back
2: and keg hop this. Sure. Why not?
0: Will,
4: I haven't heard of of Idaho Jam. I've heard of Idaho 7. Is Idaho Jam like a related uh, hop for like Pacific Northwest or something?
2: He owns the gas station at the
0: far Mm. side of town. Idaho (laughs)
4: Jam, yeah
0: uh i'm not i'm not sure it's uh i think it's a yakima varietal that came out in the last few years
4: okay i'll look that up Um, on yakima the website it's kind
0: of like a tropical fruit uh, a little bit of citrus Mm -hmm. to it that that kind of thing interesting
3: awesome there, it was definitely fruit forward I think oh you know, yeah for Hump, sure. Hump's yeah pretty nice definitely comes through and then you like that Centennial I like Centennial too that's a yeah. good classic one
2: absolutely uh will do you have any questions for the guys otherwise we'll uh, we'll let you go no thanks man okay cool thanks Thank a lot Miller see yeah, you th- man
3: thanks for coming on again
2: yeah I was like the old repeat customers here <laughs> on the, the clinic I guess uh, yeah. you know we can call it the the clinic
4: Sometimes a shot of beer penicillin takes care of the problem. Sometimes you got to come back.
2: That's true. Um, All right, everybody, we're going to take a real quick break. We're going to come back, and then we're going to leave again. So hold on. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. You're not going to want to miss this. It's Dr. Homebrew.
1: Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park.
2: The leader in affordable, high-quality kegerators is here. Introducing Comos, the kegerator designed with serious beer drinkers in mind. It features an all-stainless steel draft tower, a major upgrade over traditional chrome-plated brass towers, and Comos keeps your new tower cold with their air-cooled tower fan, wrapping your beer lines in frigid coolness. Your beer is poured from innovative forward-ceiling faucets that don't leak, so they stay cleaner for longer. Dual gas inlets on the rear of the fridge allow you to run both CO2 and nitrogen gas. Serve your beer with CO2, serve your kegged wine, or even cocktails with nitrogen. The digital temperature display has the largest range available, allowing you to use the Comos Kegerator for fermentation if you need to. And now, Comos Kegerators ship with duo tight draft fittings for that click to connect assembly we've all dreamed of. Buy direct from ComosDraft.com and receive free shipping on your order. That's K O M O S Draft.com.
1: I'm sorry to tell you this going to have to pour you out.
0: Back to Dr. Homebrew.
2: Hey, but thanks for, uh, you know, not Man. leaving, me, everybody. This is the most important part of the show, where we end the show. It's my favorite part of the we show. We wrap it up. We wrap it up, and um, I come alive once we're not doing the show. And then we do it again, and then I just... Um, and we decide who gets an autographed picture of Brian and I. That's right? true. That's true. That's right. We each autograph each other's photos and
4: kind of yeah. scotch tape them together. It's really kind of cool. You We're always check it
3: out. autographing each yeah, other's that's right. photos. Like,
2: so just a real quick recap. I think we'll just do that. Um, the Pivo Pills clone had a little oxidation issue, probably color changed, uh, which was kind of odd. But yeah, the, the beer was good. The, the dry hop version was not that. Yeah. And it tasted really good. I wish we had
4: judged that one. That that was good. Yeah, so. yeah. That that was five, six, seven points higher than the rosé color one. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I wish that we could pinpoint what happened so we can tell you what not to do, because that's sort of the point of the show, right? It's to learn yeah. from other people's mistakes. It's a puzzler.
3: There's been no learning experience here today, hardly at all. No, none at all. Uh, and then, of course, Will's Pale Ale. We learned a little bit there. We did. We learned about Quebec yeast. And go. fermentation temperature. And, yeah. yeah, it amazes me how high you can ferment those. And I they, know, right? And they taste just fine. Yeah. That's it pretty cool. Weird. Those crazy Norwegians. <laughs> whom de de
2: de Speaking of crazy things that you can hold in your hand, like Norwegians, I imagine, are very tiny people. I don't know. Uh, the Smart Brew Water <laughs> Testing Kit incorporates a revolutionary photometer system, which is the first and only one on the market with its own app. It's the only meter that runs water tests with no math needed. You have the ability to test for over 40 different water quality tests. Four, of course, come preloaded because, you know, it's useless if it doesn't if it doesn't have any tests on it when you get it right come on Uh, so you get four already and you can buy more uh you can test for stuff like total alkalinity chloride calcium hardness ph sulfate and more with only four mils of water needed for each test visit smartbrewkit.com enter code tbn10 at checkout and you can save 10 bucks on either the standard or advanced smart brew testing kit those kits are pretty cool. I really like them, man. For yeah, I sure. love that thing. I have
3: that at home. It's great. You just you know exactly where your water's at. You I get
2: gotta get mine back. Our, our, oh. We have a we have a a Doctor Homebrew. Company one, I think Beardy mm-hmm. has it. No, I know who, no? I know exactly who oh. has it. I gave it to the Rare Barrel guys, oh. and then one of their brewers left to go work at another brewery and took it. Uh, so Jay's playing around with it over there. No, someone left and took it. Oh no! So I'm trying to work with Jay to get it back from mm. this unnamed brewer get called Mike. Mm. <laughs> you know. um, well, so, so It's, it's nice for me
4: because you know, I'm, I'm in the East Bay now. So instead of that uh, Peninsula Hetch Hetchy always super soft water, got East Bay mud. So that go. means you gotta you gotta check it out. <laughs>
2: (laughs) I'm literally playing Brian out. Yeah, play me (laughs) out, man. All right, everybody, thanks a lot. This is Dr. Homebrew. Oh, there we go. Yeah, happy 6th anniversary, Brian. Where's my last. anniversary present? JP? I don't know. Let me finish my goddamn sentence. Ah. This is Dr. Homer, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Um, if you are listening live, uh, Nate, <laughs> um, <clears throat> hang on. We'll be back in about 10 minutes. We've got some more beers. Uh, yeah, happy sixth anniversary to us, Brian. Well, yes. What do you think? You're welcome.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. This has been Dr. Homer, and you've been great. <laughs>